Cast. Know your eyes do not deceive you. Matt Lilly got even even more handsome. No, it's me, the host for the night. This is this is this is the best referee, at least in this in this Zoom meeting. Cod Sinclair, with me tonight. I have to give him second billing only because he is he is the co-host of of the Ref Bump. That is Jeff Hitman Hall. Hello, hello. Um, I see he's having a match on Dynamite next week against Brandon Color. It is Jay Hadger. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Mm. Last, last but not least, the front man, the, un, the, un, the uncut, the dean <laughs> of old school, it is D. White. That's right. You know what? I am, I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm going to be dropping some bombs tonight, uh, and uh, it's, most of them are going to go in the direction of Mr. Hadgar over there. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's probably going to happen. Awesome. You know it's been like that for like four months, right? <laughs> No, I just forgot how stupid it was until just now. I just, that was Listen, not everybody can be your favorite Kmart knockoff wrestler. That's true. 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 All right. Well, if you if you guys are catching us, uh, go ahead and check out our Kofi page. It is Kofi.com slash PWO123. It is easy as one, two, three. And for the price of a cup of a cup of coffee, you you can support us and, and support great shows like the one you're watching. And if you go to our YouTube page, you, you can check that out as well. Like, share, and subscribe. Guys, very busy little short week of wrestling. Um, first one to touch, uh, Conan is in the hospital. He has been diagnosed with COVID. So um, thoughts um, and prayers for a quick recovery with that. Um, but one of the bigger stories, I guess it's been rehashed um, as of late. It is the, it is the social media um, crack, crackdown um, from, from, ben, from Vince McMahon's social, from his entertainment mogul, uh, WWE. Um, it came out this week that, um, that, that the band is getting a little more strict um, it has decided to crack down more on what wrestlers post on their own social media. Um, mm-hmm. And this is the example um, that Dave Melter shared um, on, on Wrestling Observer Radio. Um, he said that the example I was given is somebody had suggested to me tonight that if they took a photo and they're eating an Oreo cookie, that in fact they could get, that they could get away with eating the Oreo cookie. No problem, no fines. No suspensions, um, anything like that. Certainly not fire. But if they mention Oreo, then they've then then they've crossed the line. Um, so I I know that you know it's a um, you know a warning, a fine, and then a suspension. That's the three strike uh, WWE rule as far as social media goes. But what are our immediate reactions um, just to the you know? kind of strictness on what you can post on your own social media so let me get this straight you can take a photo and say like i'm having i have this cup 
for dinner. But you can't say I had Wendy's for dinner. That's basically what they're doing now. Yeah, so it's anything that you could potentially make money on. WWE is mm. turning into 1984. Mm. Well, well, I, you know, it's 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 like one of those situations where I mean, Vince McMahon's a control freak. Did you think he was gonna let this just kind of go, especially especially as it gets bigger and bigger? And you know, it, reportedly, I mean, Paige was making way more off of that than she was from WWE. And so, what that does is when you have, um. When you have another gig, a side gig, that's that. It, what it does is it frees you from the control of, yep. of Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah. And so you, I'm telling you, the 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 ones who are doing this and being the most successful at it are the ones that have the most to lose, and they're going to end up being targets. And so um, Xavier Woods better have his exit strategy already mapped out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's it's like it's crazy because. As, as the as the world gets more decentralized, just as a side note, I saw somewhere, um, you know, you can, you're not supposed to share copyrighted material, but some some guy basically showed the UFC, the last UFC, and he just had himself in a camera with a controller, <laughs> pre- like pretending to be playing a video, but it was actually the yeah the, the UFC the UFC pay per view <laughs> that he was sharing. It on uh, people have done that a couple of times on Twitch, and I love it. <laughs> it was hilarious. It's just him in the tiny him in the corner looks like he's playing. He's showing the pay per view. So anyway, I, w- I want to do that to WWE so bad because they because because of how I feel about them. But I think that it's just it's just another case of them being so behind the times and so out of touch that instead of looking at that is this is how to get more eyes and ears on the product. This is how to make the characters even bigger than they already are and capitalizing on that. He's got to put a lid on it because it's not something he thought of. And so it's, it's just further, it's further more the death knell of WWE and he'll, they'll sell it out to, to NBC and they'll make it a cartoon finally. And, and, and we'll just go back to watching good wrestling other places, I guess. Sorry. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, no, um, I can I completely agree, and you can even see, um, and it's not, and this isn't proven, and this isn't a fact, um, but it's kind of a proof is in the pudding kind of thing as far as what we're seeing with Aleister Black at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, he was backstage at SmackDown, I think, in October, November, um, but for some reason, creative has nothing for him, but yet, you know, you just released Zelina Vega. Uh, because she wanted to unionize professional wrestling, mm-hmm. you know. Let, let's let let let's start putting the puzzle pieces together there. Um, but you know, Dave Dave Meltzer goes on to say um, this is them being lenient. That the policy ah. could be way worse um, than what it currently is. Um, um, yes, sir. So I I'm surprised this hasn't happened earlier. Um, to be honest with you. And uh, again, I'm not, this isn't rocket science, but I've been on this for a while in the sense of now it's not WWE isn't the only game in town. So you don't have to go there. So all these people that are re-signing, listen, if you're just using it as a means to, to for a job and to make money, again, PWO, get your money. But yeah, Dwight's right. It's, this is, this is Vince McMahon. I mean, how long, um, how long until Dwight, it's like, you know, soccer in general, and the NBA were, you know, 
Charlotte Fleur is going to stroll out there with, um, you know, 1-800, you know, I, I don't know, you know, sun kissed on her, on the back of her tights. You know what I'm saying? How long, how long until we get to that? You know, it's just, it's just bad. Or in the middle of the ring, it looks like, you know, like old school uh, UFC where you got all these, you know, businesses and ads, you know, at the bottom, of, you know, on the canvas, like uh, how long until then? Well, and, and, and I don't, I don't know. If that's necessarily a bad thing, but he, I think he always sees himself as he that that the product is WWE, and Vince McMahon has to control that. So he controls the sponsorship. He's he sort of mm-hmm. sends them out to do the ads for you know ridiculous uh, commercials and things that they that they you know that they do for WWE, not for themselves. And so I think it goes back. I don't know if you've seen uh, in the NFL. I know you guys are football fans too, but the whole. Uh, you know, um, with Dak Prescott in Dallas and how they're talking about and 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 one of the comments that was made and and uh, that um, I think it was, was it Matt Stafford I think he made it he said it's more important that you can make more money being the the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys than you would to go somewhere else right well it's which is true so Vince was saying well yeah you're you're Drew McIntyre right but you're Drew McIntyre WWE superstar you wouldn't be Drew McIntyre if you were anywhere else but here and so you wouldn't get those same opportunities right i i think that probably was true in the past i don't know if that's true now especially in the twitch thing where it's basically you're it's just people want more contact with those folks they don't they're not you know it's not a t- they don't have that the, the third what is it the fourth wall third wall whatever fourth. yeah yep. it's been broken right you can talk to mm-hmm. people on twitter they can bash people and stuff like you people are more they're used to having some sort of interaction however limited with these people there's not that huge wall of of between the superstars and the fans you know there's just not this is a new world and he's he doesn't know how to deal with it so this is how he tries to deal with it um you're right and again to touch on that again like you said some of us are um older farts um, you know, on the show. <laughs> okay, uh, me, you can call me I, the young guy. <laughs> uh, me, no, 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 I'm just saying. Uh, or no, you, you, you're still, you're still older. But <laughs> so, you know, some kids now they've only grown up in the Twitter age, where like mm-hmm. they, they can't fathom not being able to talk to people and not being able to have that access because that's all they know. You know, mm-hmm. for some yeah. of the older people in this world, like it's, it's not, not that it's new anymore. But you know, we all can remember a time where you just, unless you actually went out there to see him or saw him on tele cable, that was right. it. <laughs> true yeah that's why you went to live events you know but now we don't even have live events so they're gone too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i'm gonna springboard off of this directly into um what what cody Rhodes said in an interview um in regards to you know the forbidden door being open and everybody working with everybody um saying saying that he's open to a working relationship with wwe um, and that he thinks it's entirely possible. Um, how much stock do you put in something like that legitimately happening? Mm. Considering oh. everything we've just said about oh. it's know, not Vince wanting to own everyone, he's wanting to run the show. This is, you know, he needs to be in control. It's it, it's not going to happen because one Vince McMahon will have to be dead for it to happen. Maybe then then maybe it'll happen, but while he's alive, it's not going to happen because Vince is top dog, and um you know like Triple H said, I mean AEW is a pissant um, company, um and just about everywhere else. And you know with WWE, you know no other wrestling exists. You know or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, uh, entertainment. 
So it, it's it's never going to happen. There's, people have thrown so many shots at each other, and I'd argue, uh, hopefully, it doesn't happen because if that starts to happen, well, I think it's good night, Irene, for AEW. Yeah. Uh, my concern about it, and I the reason I don't think it's going to happen, is somebody has to lose in that situation, and there's not really a good way to say well we're gonna let them win on aew but when they come over to wwe we're gonna win and mm-hmm. then we're in the well they're 50 50 booking it and how often do we complain about that oh well that's only gonna get worse yeah well i, I think it comes back to just and if you ever listen to Vince man talk about it I mean, he considers all of these wrestlers to be their wwe's intellectual property Right? They are characters that WWE created. And so if anybody's making money off them, it's him. That's how he sees it. Well, especially during COVID, when a bunch of people got laid off and a bunch of people were, it's like they were, I mean, there were merch opportunities. There weren't ways to make money. So people were trying to survive, you know? And then being the dick that he is, he had to crack down on that. And and you know what? I'm, 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 I'm the biggest Vince McMahon hater on this show easily, okay, because I've been doing it longer. But let me just say that th- this is, I-, I can't wait till this, com- this company goes on, um, in, the, in the toilet be- and, and becomes something that we all wanna watch because it's a, it's a shame. It's a shame that, that there's so many people, that, these performers that we enjoy. I don't turn on my television to watch Vince McMahon, okay? Nope. I don't, I never have. And so he, he, the thing he doesn't understand is he just needs to get out of the way of the product and he doesn't know how to do that. So anyway, I was looking on, I mean, on, on a list and it's a lot of WWE uh, superstars still have Twitch channels and, you know, some of them have pretty big followings on there. Like, I mean, uh, Adam Cole is one, I, you know, you think of has a pretty big following um, and Cesaro and, and some guys like that. So they still have them, but if it, it starts to become and people getting, getting fired and i think zelina vega was one of them she was making i think hers was more for that the only fans because then it starts to be a little different of course this big man didn't mind selling uh china and tori wilson and stacy cuba to playboy she you know he, he didn't have any problem doing all that no nope. so so it's not like he, that's the that's the issue it's just you know he's a douche and he continues to be and so sorry let's talk about wrestling or something yeah let's get to this incredible two days of wrestling um right. We're going to start off with Impact um, coming off of No Surrender. Um, make, make sure you catch Monday's show to hear um, what we thought about that. Um, but they have debuted uh, B- BTI, which is before the Impact. Um, we, had, we, had, we had the team of Decay, uh, which, which is Crazy Steve and Black Taurus, uh, defeat Triple XL. Um, when I was Crazy Steve with a Tornado DDT. Um, I thought they oversold for Crazy Steve, um, but it was, a, it was a fun match. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's one you can go find on their uh, YouTube page, uh, free of charge. Um, but, but kicking off the show, we do get the X Division Championship. Uh, we have the champion TJP defending against Josh Alexander, uh, who won the Triple Threat Revolver match at no surrender to earn this opportunity um we we do get tjp retain here um he kind of no no sells the ankle lock 
towards the end of the match, in my opinion. Um, but you know, it's 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 not even fun to watch him anymore. Um, it's just, it's it's just too much Super Cena, which is why most of us check, checked out in the 2010s because John Cena could not lose. This is what it feels like. Pity yourself, um, lucky then. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but no, Josh Alexander looks excellent in this match. Um, I got caught in the work a couple times. I thought he was going to pull it off, um, but yeah, he does retain. Um, we do. We do hit a Tommy Dreamer promo in the back. Um, he's really pissed that um, Rich Swan uh, got jumped after their match. So Tommy Dreamer challenges Moose to an old school rules match. And that is our main event of the evening, which we will get to later in the show. I see a bunch of head shakes. Um, yeah, it, and this is really strange because it made it seem like on Sunday was like his kind of retirement match. Yeah, that's what I thought. And yeah, and here we are. He's got a he's got a match. Um, so then we get a Brian Brian Myers Hernandez segment in the back. Does not matter. It's going to lead to um, Hernandez versus Matt, Matt Cardona later in uh, the show. Um, we do get a fatal four-way match uh, between Davari, Suicide, Willie Mack, and Trey Miguel. Um, I enjoyed this match a lot. Um, this has kind of been a career renaissance for Davari. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, just as far as I mean, he's here. He's doing stuff in MLW right now. Um, yeah, almost just kind of came back out of nowhere. I was gonna say I like I, I like what he's doing on MLW as part of the contra unit a, a, mm-hmm. a lot better than what he's doing on Impact. I'd like yeah. to see that because he's just like a, you know, I mean he's he's a savage in that, and so I'd like to see a little more of that. Maybe that just be his mm-hmm. character, but um, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not, uh, I'm not hating on him. I just kind of I mean, if I hadn't seen if I hadn't seen him in MLW. I would. Yeah. I just like what he's doing there better than this. But hey, glad to see him. Agreed. Back. Agreed. Yeah, he's definitely a he's definitely um, a little bit of a different X division wrestler than what we've seen. Um, mm-hmm. But we do get Trey um, hitting hitting Meteora on suicide. Uh, he gets the win as soon as he goes to the back. We get we get a confrontation with him and the draw, Sammy Callahan. Um, you know, he accuses Trey of not having any passion and not being able to win the big one. Um, so, so we cut to Scott DeMore's office. Um, he's sitting with TJP. Um, Super X Cup winner Ace Austin comes in. And this is where it got really TNA-ish for, for me personally. Um, so there's going to be a six-man tag next week. The winner of that six-man tag goes to the following week to have a triple threat match. And then the winner of that then gets um, an X division title shot. So it's just hoop after hoop after hoop and he's already won the super X cup. So you would imagine like he's kind of earned it already. He's gone through an eight man tournament to win the super X cup. So it shouldn't be like we're jumping through hoops but I really enjoy the storyline that they're working as far as um, you know the conspiracy against Ace Austin. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think that's really going well. Um, 
So then we get Hernandez versus Matt Cardona. It's a throwaway match. Um, we get radio silence from Matt Cardona for the win. Um, so then, um, so then we get a Matt Cardona Brian Myers face off in the ring. Um, you know, Brian Brian Myers says, "Oh, you know, I'm here in Impact. This is my show now." And then, um, and then Hernandez jumps in. Eddie Edwards makes the save. Um, so then we get uh, the faces with a with a standoff against the heels. Uh, I, I don't know. This storyline just isn't getting in for me. I'm 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 very happy that we have two WWE guys that were. Um, for lack of a better term, jobbers, um, and they're doing well in Impact. Um, but I, but I feel like that's that's the storyline. Like we don't have anything better for them, so this is the storyline. Yeah. Also, it's like they're friends online, but when they step into the ropes, they hate each other, and like it just feels like there's a disconnect to where it's like, here's real life, here's wrestling. There's no like inner winding of them it's very much just like a mm-hmm. black or white yep. yeah and and i i don't know but i mean i've I, as i've said before um you know they've, they've done sort of a reset with some of the some of the impact guys that have been there a while um the one they really haven't done that with is because they did it with sammy callahan he kind of had a reset chris swan was gone for a while They've done that with and Moose kind of, but but Eddie Edwards is the Eddie Edwards he's been for the last three years, you know, and it, and it, I don't know. It's almost like he he's got that spot because he's been there a while, but it's stale. It's really stale. I don't I don't care for it. The the psycho guy didn't work. This is it's just you know I don't I don't know. He he's not the Eddie Edwards he was, you know, even like five six years ago. Now it's just. You know, I, I I don't even need him in the, in that in that position, honestly. Uh, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, the thing I enjoy about watching Impact on the Twitch stream is that where you get the commercials if you if you watch on Axis, if you watch on Twitch, they give you like um, you know like old footage of like the TNA days or you know, like the Impact days, um, and it was when and it was when Eddie Edwards was facing Lashley for the title. Um, right. And we had, and then we have the Davy Richards turn. Um, mm-hmm. That was way more exciting, I think, than what we're getting now. Um, but you guys are right. He needs a kind of a character refresh, maybe, maybe yeah. you know, kayfabe injured, uh, be right. off TV for a little bit. Um, maybe get hit in the head with a baseball bat again. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's. <laughs> but I, I was just, hey, it's almost like. And tell me if I'm wrong, but it's almost like. He is the sort of like great value Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> that's that's the character. Oh God, you're right. Oh my gosh. So, oh. Well, this is the one we've all been waiting for. It is the New Japan Pro Wrestling appearance of of Tuesday. We get Reno Scum taking on Finn Juice. That is David Finley and Juice Robinson. Almost slipped and said CJ Parker there for a second. Um, Flower child, a little, the, a little, a little bit of the eco warrior, um, but yeah, um, Finn Juice was going over, and this was obvious. Um, they hit the power and glory finisher. I love it. Um, then we get a really awkward promo between them and the Good Brothers. Um, 
what did you guys think of the promo in general? Yeah, well, it's sort of like a guy that walks in on a party that's already been going on, you know, and mm-hmm. and and it's like, yeah, okay, these guys they know each other sorta, and it's like, I don't know, it's like pretending we have a beef or something. I, I, it was it was a little bit a con, little bit too contrived for me. Also, did you think about it? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Juice Robinson has never been like a super great promo guy anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, the stuff he cut um, at the beginning of the year was better than what he was doing, but then this reminded me a lot of 2018, 2019, you know, Juice Robinson promos, and it wasn't great. Um, right. They go back and forth. Oh, we're gonna have a drink. Oh well, you know, um, you know, Anderson, don't fall, don't fall asleep, and wake up in your own pee, like. Uh, like uh, and then yeah. the music hit, like like just a really awkward back and forth between, um, yeah. what could be a really great story, it, it especially with the new, especially with the new Japan connection. Yeah, um, well just think about like the stuff. Like, I, I want that the, the the Juice Robinson we had, but that was that was with the Moxley and the Lance Archer fight. You know, over the the IWGP US title. Remember and all that. That yeah, man. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, I know it's been a while, but where that, where's that guy? That's a guy. Yeah, the stuff he was doing with Mox was good. Um, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't look like we're getting that version of him here. Um, so we cut to the back. We get Rohit and Mahabali Shara, the last uh, Rinka King World Heavyweight Champion. Um, <laughs> they're having drinks. They're having drinks at the bar. Um, Rohit spills his drink on Storm. Um, you know. Then you know Johnny Swinger come comes in and says, you know, you guys got to come with me. I got free beers for you. They go to the Swinger's Palace. Um, it seems like this is going to be a um, knockoff of Wrestle House um, mm-hmm. because you because you get followed by you get Alicia Ed uh, you get Alicia Edwards. Um, you've got the whole gang. So. Um, Kind of excited. Hopefully, they do more of that because it was pretty funny. Um, that is also up on their on their YouTube page. So then we get Nevea versus Tennille Dashwood. Um, pretty awful match. Um, this is um, this this is because Havoc finally talked to Nevea, and you know Nevea cost cost him the tag titles on Saturday. Um, so, you know, Tennille says, oh, I'll, I, I'll make a better tag team partner than her. Um, so then we get this match to prove it. Um, Tennille does get the win. Um, pretty dumb storyline. I'm not invested. Um, but it, if you want to know more about how I feel about the Knockouts tag team division, go check out one of our older episodes. It's all over. <laughs> um mm-hmm. We get a great promo from Diener um, challenging Jake something next week to a tables match. Um, it's going to be great. Um, so then we get to the main event. It is the old school rules match. Um, Moose and Tommy Dreamer. Um, obviously, you know that Moose wins. Um, nothing, nothing special, typical Tommy Dreamer match. Um, but that was the entire show. Um, Impact drew 197,000 viewers from mm-hmm. Axis. So that's not including Twitch, but you can add another 
twenty to thirty thousand. So, you know, over two hundred thousand viewers at this point, um, I think, is really strong for them, especially coming off of a pay per view. Um, I I really enjoyed this episode of Impact, though. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But we are moving on to NXT. Oh, um, you skipped over some Impact news, though, Ryan. Because go ahead. <laughs> Well, do you know what I'm going to say about the door being open even further? Um, Go ahead, yeah. It, it, was, report, it was reported that um, another uh, Japanese wrestling legend may be coming to Impact to defend his title, and that would be the, uh, oh, roughly, what, 58-year-old um, Keiji Mudo, the GFC yeah. pro wrestling Noah. Uh, there's been some back and forth with uh, Scott Demore even throwing out some uh, – uh, Joe Doring being a former student of him, of, of Great Muda. And then also uh, Eddie Edwards, who at one time, I guess, was the Pro Wrestling Noah champion. Um, so they're teasing that kind of thing. That I would bet you that that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, say, for sure. It would, yeah. it would be a huge draw. <sighs> yeah. So <laughs> let's just do, um, I, let's do it all, man. See what, see what comes of it. I don't know. Yeah, I love Muda. seriously. Love Muda. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, oh, I mean I'm watching. I'm going to. Listen, if Mood is on TV, I'm watching, period. That's it, point blank. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to burn through NXT, get to the main parts of it. Um, kicking off, Kyle Ellie wants to know what's going on. Um, so he calls out Adam Cole a couple times, doesn't get it, uh, you know, doesn't get him to come out. Um, we, end up, we end up getting Pete Dunn, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, um, coming out to jump Finn, uh, Finn Balor, um, and, and, um, and Roddy Strong, which leads to a six man tag for our main event. Um, we had Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, uh, defeating Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Um, they were, um, as commentary continuously said, um, they are visibly checked out, um, because they're still searching for Austin Theory. Um, uh, yeah, um, it's funny though. Um, Johnny Gargano finds Austin Theory, drags him out to the top of the ramp. He's in a white t shirt, he's in his boxer shorts, he has a gag, he's tied up. Um, you know, and so, so, so elated. Um, Candice Lorray leaves the match, and then Indy Hartwell eats the pin. Um, uh, then we get um, Leon Ruff defeating Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, we, uh, um, we, we, we get another Leon Ruff roll up out of nowhere. Um, and Swerve is pretty much over it. He is done with playing second fiddle. Um, and they are calling this a heel turn for him. Um, so I'm really hoping this is this this means we get more swerve on TV mm -hmm. um, because he's another guy um, I, we we do see Bronson Reed on this episode as well um, but those are two guys that I think we've seen a lot of in the past that they're not utilizing to what they could mm -hmm. be yeah and and you know it's funny I was I was watch I was looking on uh, getting results not I mean on Monday I was looking at it on Kate on uh, Cage Match database. And I didn't know that Bronson Reed and Isaiah Swerve Scott actually had a dark match at TakeOver. Like, they, they wrestled on TakeOver, <laughs> but it wasn't on TV. <laughs> oh, so my I, I was like, isn't, isn't that, doesn't that epitomize what we've been saying about them? It's like, 
these two guys that can bring it. And uh, yeah, we're gonna let them have a match, but you know, we're we're just gonna not put it on right now. So, yeah, you know, we'll probably see that somewhere. Right, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'll give me both, give me more both of those guys. Yeah, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter defeating Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. Um, the big story here um, is we get Zia Lee coming out to confront Casey Catanzaro, um, telling her that she is going to purge her next week um, uh, with all the promos and all the all right. and all the vignettes. I'm I, yeah, I'm 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 kind of interested to see what we get here. Um, then we get the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic Celebration. Um, both the men's and the women's winning teams were out. So we get MSK, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai. Um, we end up getting a Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler appearance. Um, they're defending the titles in two weeks. Um, a good back and forth here um, between the teams. Um, Raquel Gonzalez surprisingly competent on the mic um we hadn't heard her do too too much too much promo um from week to week um and then um and then um and then you know she ends you know her promo she's saying oh i'm gonna shove these boots so far up your hole you won't be able to walk and i died I was, I was, I was, the most obvious thing that was going to be said right that was that was going yeah. to be in the promo and so they teed it up and it was just like one of those things where it's like, yeah i remember I, I felt the same way i was like oh, i know they're gonna go there i was just waiting for it and then oh, oh, up there it was, mm. there it was. yep yeah so not a whole lot from msk here um they don't need to do a whole lot just be just be competent in the ring and you'll be yeah. fine yeah. um so then we get Kushida defeating Tyler Rust um, via uh, via Malcolm Bivens um, for forfeiting on his behalf. Um, he said that he is um, that he wanted to take the loss and have him suffer any further. Um, it's fine. Now Malcolm Bivens can be doing a whole lot better. Right. Um, Zoe Stark defeating Valentina Faraz. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited that we're getting some, some fresh NXT women's talent. I think that's been the, um, I think it's been the unanimous voice here over the last couple of weeks with talking about potential call-ups and the Dusty Classic is that the lack of depth right now in the women's division is what's kind of hurting them. Um, so this is a good showing, excited to see what else we get from them. Um, and then we get to our main event. Um, we get Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, Roddy Strong taking on Pete Dunn, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch. Um, we do get an Adam Cole sighting here. Um, and then, and then it's the spot that everybody's been talking about. Um, it was, um, it, it was the Kyle O'Reilly suplex, um, onto the steps, um, People thought that it was a legitimate injury, and then there was talk of um, there was talk of a potential seizure. Um, as far as I've read, it's a it's a work. There's no serious. Right. It was just to play it up. Um, yep. Yeah, everything uh, they, I've read online is 
the word seizure never came from any official WWE source. Yeah. It's been all fans. I think, you know, yeah. when you strap somebody to a bodyboard, mm. they're like, it's a seizure. Uh, they're just working. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And pretty much that's what, you know, they've, they've had to come out today. Cause I guess it just got, it went crazy. Cause even I saw it last night, it started going crazy and people are like, is, is Kyle O'Reilly okay? And they're, they're and working some, well. Yeah, somebody put back. Yeah, he's he has been taken to a medical facility and he's responsive. I'm like, oh, okay, now we know. Uh, <laughs> now by medical, medical facility, they uh, mean okay. you know, like even on Twitter, they can't use the word hospital. It was crazy. Yeah, whatever. I fell and broke yeah. my leg. Quick, hurry, call the medical facility to come get me. <laughs> yeah, call a local medical facility to come and get me. <laughs> um. But we would see the baddies win. Pete Dunn would hit the bitter end. Um, and then uh, we would have Finn Balor eat another Adam Cole super kick before Adam Cole grabs the title, holds it up above his head as we go off the air. Um, again, it, there, was, there were some slower spots in the middle, but it wasn't a terrible show. Um, I think that um, there is room to utilize some of the other talent that we have. Um, which I'm excited we're doing that with the women's division. Um, I hope we can get some fresh faces for the men as well. Well, I know um, we NXT. Had, we hadn't talked about um, the whole carrying uh, cross and Santos Escobar ah, drama. And so yeah. I was, I was just going to throw it out there, and you can talk about. But do we think that there? This is kind of a of course. Because uh, sorry, but carrying cross is over 205. I'm pretty sure. But um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But but is, are they going to use this? His sort of like I'm not showing up. You don't tell me what to do as a way to strip him of that 205 title and move him on up. Or what do you think? Um, so according to Dave Meltzer, um, and I had it pulled up and I just burnt right over it, um, is that there was a medical reason um, that pulled them on Tuesday. Um, it's not storyline. It's not anything related. Um, but was extremely surprised that they announced the match for next week. Right. So um, it makes me think that maybe it was contact of some sort. Right. Um, because if he's shocked that we're announcing it for next week, it has to be something a little serious. Yeah. Right. Uh, also, Carrying uh, Cross build at two sixty five. Right. Yeah, so, cool. he's, so he's uh, he will not be fighting for the two hundred five <laughs> live title. He's going to have to cut some serious weight. Maybe that's what it is. He needs to cut weight so he didn't make weight for 205 so that he's got to cut weight. Guys, he's, <laughs> guys, he literally cut off his arm to make weight. Oh, All know. right. On to the better Wednesday show, AEW Dynamite. Um, well, you know, it's obviously NXT wasn't a bad show, and I look from the ratings. That's what I said, yeah. They were almost tied in the ratings. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. NXT did seven thirteen. AEW did seven forty seven. Right. Um, NXT though, coming off of a pay per view, so kind of expected for it to be a little higher than what it has been. Um, but yeah, definitely an enjoyable show. Um, but we kick off Dynamite. It is, um, it is TH two, uh, the Hybrid two, taking on Adam Hangman Page and Matt Hardy. Um, of, of course, the newly formed tag team of Adam Page and Matt Hardy win. Um, and then we get um, 
And then, and then we get the reveal from last week, um, you know, that the contract that Adam Page signed at the bar was actually for a match at AEW Revolution, which is going on March 7th. Um, he has the Jacksonville Jag- Jaguar mascot bring, bring out the contract. Um, Matt Hardy knows he's been duped. Um, um, the match is going to be a big money match. Um, so it's all of 2021's first quarter earnings are on the line for both men. Um, yeah, definitely in, interesting. Uh, the mascot, though, turned out to be Isaiah Cassidy. Um, so he jumps them, and then we get a save from the Dark Order, uh-huh. running off all, all of the baddies, um, adding another wrinkle into this uh, Adam Page sitch. Um, what do we think of Matt Hardy being on a pay-per-view in 2021? Because I, I think that's the bigger thing here. I know that he's been a manager, that he's been, uh, you know, managing private party, which has been, which has been fine. Um, but I just think that it's maybe time for him to take a step back more from the in-ring. Um, kind of let's push some younger guys. Um, um, what do you guys think? Uh, uh, I'm with you. I, I think this is a this is a long way from teleportation and drones and controlling fire. You know, we've we've come, I don't know, full circle or 180 or you know, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. I it sucks because I don't want to be like this guy. But uh, listen, I, I'm fine with Matt Hardy being on my TV every week. But like, should he still? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm torn. I just. Yeah. What, what is he gonna do, and what what is he gonna be? I guess now he's super serious. So okay, that's that's fine. You know, I kind of like what they're doing with him. But again, like I said, this is a guy that was, was also on here, brought in to do his old stick and drones fire and teleportation. Yeah, yeah, I like I like it though. I like this whole, especially if you're watching along on BTE and on um on Sammy mm-hmm. Guevara's blog. You know, it kind of adds to it. As Matt Hardy is now this like scammer you know i'm you know he's almost like this uh you know motivational uh you know guy that's i mean he's like your slime ball manager that's going to screw you <laughs> over so with the contracts i love the best part about it which was when when um hangman page said he was going to call out one of the uh one of the legal team to come out he said oh, yeah. one, one of the jaguars legal team and then it's the mascot from the football team that came out which i thought was hilarious but um and then also like but the whole like valentine's day stuff from bte up to like you know they all of hangman and their the, the dark order stuff i like uh you know alan angels and all that but it, it, it's it's entertaining for me because it's got some comedy it's got some lightheartedness but it's also like now nah, we're gonna fight and especially with private party and, and having them expand their characters a little more. Um, I like it. And then, I mean, it's, 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 it's like layers of storyline, right? So you have Dark mm-hmm. Order, you have Matt Hardy, you have Hangman Page doing his, you know, lone wolf kind of thing. And it's like, it's, it's, it's really good storytelling. I'm Matt, and I'm, I'm going to say, Jeff, Matt Hardy in this role, I, I don't hate it. I, don't, I mean, he obviously doesn't belong in the ring every week. But um, he certainly adds, and he's definitely given us some of these, especially um, private party. He's really, uh, you know, given them a huge rub, uh, oh, and I, and you can see the difference. No, I, Dwight, I, I'm with you. I just don't want in three months he's 
something else again. You know what I'm saying? Like this, I like, again, Mm -hmm. like he's being serious. He's being himself. He's being like a snake oil salesman. I can dig it. But like in three months, don't be telling me he's broken or now he's (laughs) 3.0 or 4.0. Like, and, and maybe in totality, that's been his gimmick all along, and I may be wrong, <laughs> but right. you know what I'm saying? It's true. Um, so we get a video package of the a from the AEW Women's World Title Eliminator from the Japanese side. We won't cover that tonight because we're a little pressed for time. But on Monday's show, we will cover that entire side of the bracket. Um, but on to tonight, we have Rio making her triumphant return, uh, her first match in AW in over a year, taking on the NWA Women's World Champion Serena Deeb. Um, I I thought this was great. I really did. From bell to bell, um, I I enjoyed how it was. They like this. Like the storytelling in this was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you had you had Serena Deeb, who, you know, for all intents and purposes, um, I think you could probably label her as a face. Mm-hmm. But then the last couple of weeks, it's been starting off the match as a face, and then kind of getting to the end of the match, and then kind of having some more heel-like ten uh, uh, tendencies. Um, definitely love it. Um, um, not a fan of how much she no sold um, in some of her previous matches, but looked great here. Riho looks strong in victory. She gets the win over Serena Deeb, moves on to take on Thunder Rosa um, in the next round. Yeah, and um, you know one of Riho. Yeah. That's one of like I I know Riho. We I mean, we saw her. She looks so much better against someone like Serena Deed than she mm-hmm. ever did against Nyla Rose. You know, it was just mm-hmm. a different deal. Somebody that can work with her, that that's on her, that can go at the same speed pretty much. And I think that was probably one of the best. It was certainly the best women's match this week. I don't, I don't think that's even an argument. Uh, agreed. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was de- It was definitely great. Um, I know that in... In the past, I've not been the biggest Riho supporter, um, but I think it could be to Dwight's point where it's more, it's more or less, I don't like the way that, they, that she was booked, um, but this made her look really strong. I'm excited to see what she can do against Thunder Rosa, um, but, I, but she shouldn't move on past next round. Um, I, I really think that Thunder Rosa should win that matchup next, next week. Ryan, Thunder um, Rosa should win, yeah. but there's going to be some shenanigans. Anyway, there may be a dentist. There may be a dentist involved in the shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. Um, her match is on. Is going to be on YouTube next week. Um, so that is going to be. Oh, it's her match, and it's also Ny- uh, Nyla Rose's match yeah. that are going to be on the YouTube. Um, so then we get our next matchup. It is Luther with Serpentico versus Orange Cassidy uh, with Chucky e. T. Um, pretty cut and dry match. Um, you know, Cassidy hits the orange punch for the win. Um, it was it was a match. It was it yep. was there. Yeah. Um, 
I was just laughing because I was remembering from BTE when when uh, um, when uh, John Silver and Reynolds go up and they see Luther sitting in the thing and they think it's Sting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they think it's Sting and Darby Allen. But he, he, he's was, like, hey, it's Sting. I know, it's Sting, right? That was, that was hilarious. Sorry. Speaking of Sting, um, I think this is one of the more talked about seg uh, segments of the week. Um, mm. So we got Team, team Taz, um, which are a couple of members short due to the weather. Um, so it is Taz, Hook, and Brian Cage. Um, calling out Sting. Sting comes out with his bat. Um, Taz talks about it throwing his bat, his bat to the side. Um, takes it to Brian Cage for a hot second. Eats a powerbomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's the first bump we've seen Sting take um, since Night of Champions 2015. Um, Just a buckle bomb. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I was like the rest of you, but I kind of sat there for a second in just shock, thinking that, you know, AEW wouldn't give this away for free. Um, but they do have a pay per view to build. Um, any issues with the spot at all from anyone? Uh, in the moment, yeah. But then it was almost immediately. Afterwards, I was I was following on Twitter, and a Brian Cage put out a put out a tweet, and he was like, "Yeah, I destroyed Sting, you know, whatever like that." I'm like, "Okay, well, he must be okay then." So you know, yeah. but but um, yeah, that's that's uh, I mean, it was, okay. it's, it's it's a cringe thing for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so one, like Kyle said, one, he's getting power bombed on free television. Two, Cage is power bombing him, which is fine, but. Why do I care that Cage is powerbombing Sting? He loses to Darby Allen clean all the time. So I, so he loses Darby Allen, but he's going to beat Sting. And in three, I'm watching Sting take a bump like that. Oh, I don't want to say like that. It's not like a terrible bump, but man, uh, you can't tell me all you guys are watching. You're like, <gasps> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah. The three things that, that, Again, why, why I'm just I'm probably I'm being negative, Nancy, yeah. but I'm just over Team Taz and Darby Allen, and I'm I'm just over this whole cocktail of booking. Well, and, and maybe and maybe I'm sorry, man. I'm gonna let you go, Ben. I'll no, you can go ahead. ahead first. Go first. Well, I was gonna say, but you know, how much do you think this is? Is these guys, man, that just you know, I think that we've got AEW going. WWE handcuffed so much, so many of these legends for so long. Um, you know, even even after TNA, some you know they had that. So it was like, yeah, it's fun to do this stuff again, and and to be able to do you know get in the ring. I mean, we see Arn Anderson, we see um, Jake Roberts, we see these guys on the mic that are getting a chance. They're beat, they're contributing to the product and stuff like that. So of course they're gonna want to do the bumps and 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 you know and so yeah, I guess maybe some of it's on maybe it's on them of just being like over enthusiastic and stuff like that. And yeah, I feel good. Sure, give me a. Give me a power bomb, I'll be fine. Maybe there's some of that going on. Um, of course, I, I don't know if we got to it, but didn't they just also announce that uh, Tully Blanchard's going to get back in the ring? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, a little later in the show, but yeah, yeah, but he's yeah. all and he's older than Sting, so you know, it's like one of those yeah. things where it's like, I guess he's, you know, if these guys, I mean, that's what they do. I mean, my guess is Tully Blanchard is just going to go in there, hit Marco's stunt, and get out. <laughs> well, yeah, we. 
It is Marco stunned, so it's different. It's not Brian King. <laughs> so, 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 do, do we classify these guys as part timers, or are they just old timers? Like, what, what, where, where do we, where do you slice this? I mean, Tully's on AEW every week. He's a legend. Yes. So you can't call him a part timer. No, no. I mean, he, he's obviously not. But I mean, yeah. I just, I'm interested to see how this is going to unfold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me personally. And maybe this is me just being a younger guy. I wasn't around during Sting's heyday. Uh, I'm just kind of going off what everybody else says. Sting, for me, has lost a little bit of that luster being on TV every week. And he kind of has said the same thing. And they're running the same angle just in a circle, like, every week. Is that just me who feels that way? No, no, no. You're, you're exactly right. That's oh, been that's what they've been doing <laughs> no it, and that's that's where i've been at with it like so sting again less is more with sting obviously mm, yeah um and he's come out he's kind of yucked it up a little bit no not, not not a lot a little bit with darby allen and then he's now he's taking bumps it's mm-hmm. uh, I, I just don't understand what's i don't know yeah, so it's, it's, there, there's no way he's gonna have a one-on-one match with cage right there's no okay. way no, so it's going to be a tag match with Darby. You say like that they, now. They, they, they're going to go over because why wouldn't they? they, they they're going to beat Team Taz because if you don't, then well, well, who knows? But I don't know. It just I don't know. Well, if you think about Sting, Sting was very and Ben. Just for a little education for you, um, Sting was sort of if you combine like The Rock. Because he was the top guy, or so, and the Undertaker, because he had yeah. that mystique too, right? Yeah. So there was the mystique of Sting. Plus, he was the top guy. He was a hero, number one babyface in WCW. And so, but he didn't say a lot. That was the thing back then. He would come in. It was Sting, right? And so you didn't see Sting give a ton of, I'm gonna beat Hollywood Hogan, and I'm gonna, you know, he didn't give a lot of that. He would no. just show up and beat people with the bat, and then clear the ring well, and, and whip everybody, and give the drop in the match. And he was the hero. He was the conquering hero every week. And and so this coming out, and you're right, giving – I mean, Darby Allen for whatever, if you want to give him a rub, that's fine. But don't come out and give the same – oh, I see myself in you. I was like, really? I'm glad you do because I don't. I don't see yeah. him. At, uh, <laughs> Darby is your teenager who's, you know, I hate society because society is society, yeah. and I'm emo, and I – no, no, you're right. And then I'm going to have to deal with a bunch of kids on Twitter um, mm-hmm. in two weeks or two months telling me that, like, Jeff, you don't understand. Darby Allen's just as good as Sting because Sting said he saw himself. And I'm like, no, you idiots. You don't understand. Like, right. uh, it, I'll, the way you know what I'm talking about. It, you know, it, I'll never hear the end of it now. Yeah, he's he's less char- – <laughs> it's funny. Like, Darby Allen's, like, less charismatic WCW Raven, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's and it's like because you know Raven and ECW was one thing, and he goes to WCW and he had the flock and he had that. And he's like yeah, sort, of the same, sort of the same guy, but not really. And so it's like this brooding loner, whatever, without being a badass, right? Because Raven was also a badass. But it's like I don't, I don't know. I, I, I like Darby Allen as a, you know, there's things that you could do with him because he's super talented, especially you know. He's Jeff Hardy. That's who he is. He's Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I guess you're right. He is kind of Jeff Hardy. He is. He's Jeff Hardy. Like, uh, okay, minus a right. here and there. Move on in a sec here, guys. Yeah. Okay. He's less charismatic, uh, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> 
<laughs> AEW Tag Team Championship match. The Young Bucks retain, um, de- defeating Santana and Ortiz. Um, we all probably got caught in the work once they hit the street sweeper. Um, Nick gets a uh, small package on, on Ortiz. Um, the, the inner circle immediately hit the ring, lay out the good guys. Um, we only get a Brandon Cutler running at first. Um, we have Kenny Omega, Don Callis, good brothers, watching the monitor in the back, WWE style from the side, watching this way. Um, but then, like, way too late, the good brothers come out and make the save. So um, the match was really great. Um, them not coming out until the very last second was very in- was very interesting. Um, so we'll see where that picks up next week. Um, following that, we get FTR versus the Seidel brothers, Matt and Mike. Um, FTR, of course, get, get the win. Um, they go to cut uh, Mike's hair, just like they did to Luchasaurus' horns. Um, lights go out. We get Jurassic, Jurassic Express back. They clear the ring, which is when we get the announcement that next week it'll be six-man tag. FTR, including Tully Blanchard, taking on all of Jurassic Express. Um, uh, uh, two weeks, and not, not next two, week. Two, two weeks? Okay, gotcha. Uh, there's yeah. also some speculation floating around that <clears throat> Sean Spears will be taking Tully's place. Ooh, okay. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, I love uh, Tully. Jeez. Yeah, uh, I kind of agree Sean with you. Uh, Sean Spears, I feel like, is in the same place with AEW as he was with WWE. It's like he's here. We're going to push him for a few weeks, but we don't really have much to do with him. Mm. Not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 Sean Spears, I think. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I kind of agree with you, uh, but also it's like I, yeah. I they did they did even like in WWE was like, it was a shame because I mean, they really did absolutely nothing to yeah. left. Oh, by the way, uh, Tully Blanchard is 67 years old. <sighs> so. All right. Main event time. We get six man tag. John Moxley, Ray Phoenix, and Lance Archer um, go over the team of Eddie Kingston, the Butcher, and the Blade. Um, Mox hits the paradigm shift on King to win. And then post match we get we get the bombshell. Um, we get we get the Good Brothers come out. They're holding they're holding Mox back. Kenny said, you know, you talk about putting people in the ground, break break people's necks. Um, well, I've well, I've tried to do the same to you, but I'm gonna have to kill you to end you. Um, so now their match at AW Revolution is an exploding barbed wire death match. Um, yes! I, yes! I'm, yeah, I'm saying, Dwight, you're probably the most excited person to... I'm not far yeah. behind them because um, if you've seen any of the Terry Funk cag, Cactus Jack stuff, well, um, it's fantastic. Well, that's my next question. So since, since everybody else is coming back, um, can we get Funk? Can we get Cactus Jack? Can we get Odita? I mean, everybody else is having matches in AEW that's over 60. We did have Dory Dory Funk Jr. in the crowd. Was at the, he was at Dynamite last night. Mike. 
Yeah. Jeez. Uh, was anybody else thinking, because uh, Mox gave that headbutt to uh, Omega, and Omega kind of, like, reacted, and, like, he got all up, and it was like, nobody does that to me. Was anybody else thinking with how he was dressed and how he was acting? Omega was Derek Zoolander saying, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Uh, (laughs) You know what? You're 100% correct because, again, he's a guy disguised as a dude playing another dude playing a bad guy or a heel. That's who he is. Uh, I I love you to death, but be honest with me. you look at yes. Kim Omega. Oh, thank you. Okay. There was That's... a little bit of there was a little bit of the I will I will tip my hat to well tip my hat to uh, Jim Cornette and say there was a little bit of the Kenny Olivier going yes. on last night. Yeah. The overacting. But I want to see that match. I don't care what you say, Jeff. I want to see that match. I want to see CZW um, come to AEW. Um, I, I want to see I want to see um uh, yeah, somebody else said uh, that it's like like it's the perfect like all of wrestling is coming to a singularity, and then when the, what you're gonna see, he said is is is, is Nick F Engage is showing up in NXT. Shut NXT. Up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Woo! Just NXT. to have just to have the Matt Lilly influence on this show. Um, the correction is that it's the dodgeball. Um, and not Zoolander, yeah, where right. he says to make me bleed my own blood. Yes, yes. Um, so goes to show you that even from far, far away, um, he still tries to bury Ben every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, and 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 also be honest with this: we're having this type of match because John Moxley can't wrestle. That's why. Uh, so he, negative Nelly, <laughs> negative Nelly. So here's uh, so here's my question. No, no. I, I'm fine with the match, like but I'm saying. But again, John Moxley can't work, so that's why. I re- Listen, as much as I want to bash Kenny Omega, he can wrestle. Like John Moxley can't wrestle. Like they just can't get in the ring and have a, a wrestling match because that's not going to keep the lights on. So it's got to be death, uh, death match. Which again, I'm I'm, I'm not going to turn down death matches. Yeah. And I'll I, and and I'll tell you this: Kenny Omega better show up. And don't be wearing these weird wonky cowboy outfits when you're not a cowboy oh and show God. up to this and show up to this this bar this death match without uh, jeans, cowboy boots, and knee pads. That's all I'm saying. That's <laughs> it. I think I think I think that's a great line to go out on. We will talk about this more as we approach March 7th. That is AEW Revolution. Um, but that is all we've got for tonight. Um, I'm going to do the usual YouTube plug. Um, go check out some Quick Count. Check out some Ref Bump. Check out the YouTube page in, in general. Um, check out our, our Kofi page if you're liking what we're doing here at Podcast World, World Order. That is Kofi.com slash PWO123. It's as easy as 123. And for just mm. the price of a cup of coffee a day, um, you can continue to support us in making great content like this podcast to- twice a week. Quick count every day. The ref bump tw- twice, almost three three times a month. All right. Um, Your favorite prediction shows, which correct. We should have one this weekend for WWE's Elimination Chamber. And I was correct. undefeated. I was undefeated last time. Go back and watch it. I know. I know they're going to say I wasn't, but go back and watch it because I was undefeated. <laughs> I don't have a, a parting catchphrase, so bye. We'll see y'all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. For life.